Hey everyone, welcome to Neuropod, a series covering all things related to Neuralink. This is a special bonus episode because Neuralink just provided us a nice summer update. Okay, so where do we start? For one, I did not expect pigs, but we got pigs on treadmills. Also, there was some talk about the approval process for human trials being accelerated, and also no bleeding during the brain surgery. For those who aren't already aware of what Neuralink's doing, the two main things the team's focused on are one, reducing the effects of brain-related disorders like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's disease, dementia, depression, or spinal cord injuries, and other similar disorders. Two is ensuring that we as humans reduce the risk of artificial intelligence taking over. In the Q&A session, Elon stated we need to make sure that we can coexist with advanced artificial intelligence. If you want more information on what Neuralink's doing and how they plan to do it, I highly recommend checking out the other videos on this channel, particularly the one that I'll include in the link at the top of the video titled, What is Neuralink? Moving on from the intro, the product demo update event started off with some video clips of the Neuralink offices, some of the robot equipment, and then a pig walking on a treadmill. Elon started off stating the intention of the event is similar to the update event they held last year. They want to recruit the best talent possible. Specifically, the team is hiring within many engineering disciplines. Robotics, material science, biochemistry, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, software engineering, and software security. Elon then went on to discuss how brain disorders are inevitable if you live long enough. They outlined the list of possible neurological problems Neuralink can help with moving forward. They include memory loss, depression, insomnia, strokes, paralysis, seizures, and Parkinson's or Alzheimer's disease. The current medical implants available have enabled a decent amount of support to patients. Generally speaking, there have been mixed results, but that's about to change. Neuralink is aspiring to enable more accurate, more safe, better, and more simple procedures. The current implant procedures require medical experts and don't provide a very good patient experience. After addressing the comparison between what Neuralink is aspiring to develop versus what currently exists, Elon moved on to sharing how much improvement the teams made from last summer to this point. If you're not lost yet, you'll probably will be soon if you didn't learn about Neuralink previously, so I'll try to add just a teeny bit of context. The basic principle is that everything we do as humans is controlled by our brain. Everything occurring in our brain is driven fundamentally by neurons firing electric signals. By sending and receiving electric signals, we can unlock the ability to do pretty much things that we wouldn't normally expect. That's a super condensed summary, so if you're wanting more info, I again highly suggest watching this previous episode. Okay, back to this event. Although the achievements are truly remarkable, I personally got a little bit too excited about how much potential the team has. This isn't to say that I'll be completely wrong long term, I just expected them to announce that they were consistently implanting 5,000 plus channels. Regardless, they still announced progress that demonstrates faster reiteration than most any other companies could do. Last summer, they indicated they'd have a Bluetooth connected component that sits behind the ear. They then run wires under the skull to a chip located in the cortex. Fast forward to this announcement, and the architecture is quite different. Rather than a handful of components with some wiring, 
they've reduced the implant to just a single coin-shaped implant. This implant will get paired with Bluetooth low energy to your phone. The implant is called the Link, and as described by Elon, it's essentially a Fitbit in the skull with tiny wires or threads. It packs nearly all the tech into a coin-like module. The Link includes a chip and sits flush with the skull. This architecture is remarkably simpler than the last one. Based on the event from last year and Elon's sporadic comments regarding Neuralink, it doesn't surprise me they've moved to the wireless approach, but I do expect that this simplicity is going to add much more complexity for the team. They'll have to ensure that there are secure connections, no issues with consistent inductive or wireless charging, and also a relatively simple implant removal system. I'm pretty curious to hear more about how they'll maintain adequate charging capability, not only with like, how they'll actually charge, but how they'll ensure that the battery won't degrade over years worth of cycles. Think about this when it comes to our phones. Doesn't it feel like Apple just kills the iPhone battery on its second birthday? Elon teased that the link is so subtle and easy to implant that he may currently have a Neuralink implant right now. The procedure would entail removing a circular piece of the skull and then implanting the link in that location. The specs of the link include the ability to read and write on a little over a thousand channels. It sits flush with the skull, has all day battery life, and is about a hundred times better than the next best available consumer device. No big deal. Seriously guys, we cannot start taking this stuff for granted. This event was a little different from last year in that Elon did all the talking prior to the Q&A session. He emphasized that since the primary goal of this event is recruiting, the team is really looking for talented folks to help with robot engineering and support. This robot currently has capability to manipulate the thread connections to the brain. However, the ambition is to improve the functionality to where the robot can perform the entire surgery. At maturity, the fully automated procedure for implanting a link will take less than an hour and require no anesthesia. The surgical robot is working with such thin components that there will be no bleeding. The, the way that this is possible is that the veins and arteries are much larger than the robot and the threads being inserted. Imagine a bowl of water with the surface area only 50% filled with corn niblets. If you try to stick a toothpick in the water while avoiding the corn, you'd probably do pretty well. If you had a robot's help, you'd be able to do it with ease, thus avoiding any corn niblet punctures, or in the case of the brain, no blood vessel or vein punctures. I'm doing my best with the metaphors here. The next part of the event was goofy but super cool. The team showed off the Three Little Pigs demo. The first pig had no implanted Neuralink device. The second pig has currently had a Neuralink device for the past two months. They demonstrated the Neuralink device was connected to the area of the brain controlling the snout of the pig. The team showed off that we could visually see the neural spikes firing when the pig's snout touched any surface. Being able to measure these electric signals from the neurons is so friggin' cool. Fortunately, this type of success makes it much more tangible, and hopefully skeptical humans will start tilting towards the side of the fence where they're optimistic about just Neuralink in general. 
The third pig seemed happy, healthy, and acted like a normal pig. This pig had the Neuralink device implanted and then had it removed. This indicates that the procedure is reversible. I personally think that this is really important. Elon emphasized that if a patient were able to receive version 1.0, for example, and then wanted to upgrade to version 3.0, it'd be terrible if you couldn't remove the first device. It's critical that patients will be able to remove the device whenever they choose, and the removal will result in no residual harm. The fourth pig caught me off guard, as Elon initially said that it was the three little pigs demo. They didn't really show off this pig much, but they said it had dual Neuralink implants, demonstrating it's possible to receive more than one Neuralink implant. I suppose this could be necessary in the future, but I'm pretty surprised they mentioned this, because it wouldn't surprise me if by this time next year, they've already designed a way that enables much more capability with a single implant. Specifically, it would be awesome if they could connect a million channels to a single implant. The one reservation I could see is just that the cortex is pretty different from other areas of the brain, like the hypothalamus, so potentially it's necessary to have two implants. Anywho, I just talked myself in a circle because I'm not sure how this is going to unfold. After the pigs came out, they showed a pig on a treadmill. We could see the visual input, excuse me, visual output from reading the neurons of the pig. The signals came from different areas of the brain and each one was correlated with a specific area of the pig. This enables their ability to pretty accurately predict the position of the joints. Pretty cool stuff. Elon moved on to discussion about the technical challenges related to writing information into the brain. In layman's terms, the brain is very electrically active, and that environment is, is really interesting because each brain region is fairly different. This means that in order to enable things like helping paralyzed patients or patients with injured spinal cords, the team will need to send information into the brain while dealing with all these challenges. They'll have to precisely control the electric field, both in terms of the physical location that they're going into and with regards to the specific timing. Additionally, they'll have to make sure there's no harm to the brain over time. The way they analyze the stimulating neurons is using two-photon microscopy. They showed neurons firing in real time. And if you're watching on YouTube, the red indicates the electrodes firing, and the green is the neuron bodies responding to the current from the electrode. By carefully controlling the electric field, they predict that they can have one electrode influencing 1,000 to 10,000 neurons. And by simple math, with 1,000 electrodes, you can read and write from more than a million neurons. It's no surprise they left this towards the end of the announcement because it's super exciting. Elon says the teams received FDA breakthrough device designation in July. This enables the transition to human implantation trials. Notably, this is still pending required approvals and more rigorous safety testing. But nevertheless, it's certainly a step in the right direction. Elon reinforced that although it's legally acceptable to simply meet the FDA requirements for safety, he's confident that Neuralink and the team is going to far exceed the requirements in a similar way that Tesla far exceeds the regulatory standards for safe vehicles. After reiterating how much the team is looking to hire excellent engineering talent, 
they transitioned to the Q&A session. The audience was kept to a pretty small group, but there were quite a few employees that got a chance to answer the questions following the event. Some of these questions were super good, and I'm looking forward to going into great depth for some of these. But for now, I think it's good to just highlight some of them. The questions were taken primarily from the hashtag AskNeuralink hashtag on Twitter. I, and I suspect so many others, were really intrigued by the question about what a Neuralink API might look like and what some of the potential outcomes are for future developers. Max Hodak, the president of Neuralink, addressed this by saying it's uncertain whether it's best to do decoding of the information on the phone, the computer, or the head itself. At the beginning, it's possible to just process the data on the phone. However, with time, the radio will get overloaded and they'll have to process it at the head. He goes on to say the APIs would be spikes or the raw waveforms. Elon added specifically the compression of the data stream is about 100 kilobits with 1024 channels. If you're a programmer, I'm extremely curious to hear your thoughts on this question. I would expect that over time, it'd be pretty sweet to semi-open source and enable the public to develop in this space. Basically, I think there's no question that Tesla's currently developing an app store, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's eventually an app store for Neuralink either. It'll take several years, maybe even a couple decades, but at some point, as long as the company is vetting all the apps, it'd be so cool to have everyone able to program things for themselves and for others. The next question asked about gaming with the device. I'm personally not a gamer, but I could see how this would set off the dopamine neurotransmitter for all the gamers out there. Max said there's no question this will eventually be used for gaming, and that a good benchmark for the efficacy of the device is does it work well enough for a quadriplegic to play StarCraft? Moving forward, I could see how this would enable the music, gaming, and porn industries to go nuts. Historically, these industries help advance technology at remarkable speeds, so maybe this is just the next level iteration. Another question that we finally got an answer for is the cost of an implant. I've been getting this question in the comments and on Twitter pretty frequently. Elon dismissed the high cost for the first implants because the cost will decline so rapidly, but at maturity, the device should run approximately $3,000. I'm personally pretty skeptical about this cost estimate, I, I bet this is pretty optimistic and I'd ballpark the cost at around $10,000, simply given that Elon's optimistic in nature and the fact that LASIK currently costs around $1,000 to $3,000, despite the fact that that's a significantly less technically challenging procedure. This outcome is pretty far off though, so it's probably best we don't get into the weeds uh, thinking about the dollars and cents right now. I want to close out this episode with gratitude and enthusiasm. This event was pretty special, and the team is working on things that will truly change the world. Like they say in the Silicon Valley HBO series, they're making the world a better place. Hopefully. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows or a straight line up, but the tech they're developing is exciting, and I'm glad to cover it on this channel. I'll include a link to the Neuralink event in the notes below the video. Also, it's so cool to hear the positive feedback from so many of you. Please keep commenting and sharing your thoughts. Like, subscribe, and follow, and I'll see y'all at the next episode on Wednesday. Thanks.